It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams and Cowboys fans, this is the crossover. I'm the host of Locked On Rams Bear Motter. We've got Landon with us from Locked On Cowboys. We're going to break this game down. We're going to talk about offense, defense. We're going to do some predictions. We're going to have fun chatting this over. Landon, how you doing, my man? I'm excited. I'm ex- I mean, you know, playoff football is excited for all, all teams, I'm assuming. But uh, for the Cowboys fans, it's been a little while since we've been back to this uh, level of football and and uh, you know I know for Rams fans who have just thrilled to get their team back these last few years and then to have an amazing team on top of that is something else but for Cowboys fans it's been a long time coming with you know they, they've been impatient and so advancing to this level of the playoffs is uh, on one hand exciting and, and fresh and new, but for a lot of older Cowboys fans, uh, it's old hat and it's it's what's expected. Yeah, well, and that's crazy you mentioned that because you're right. You're used to hearing Dallas Cowboys, America's team, and you think, man, they've got to be in every year. But you're right. It's been a while since they've actually had a good team that's making a good push. Obviously, you look back a couple years and – you know, Aaron Rodgers with that throw, need I say more, and really kind of, you know, putting the end of that run. But this Cowboys team is looking hot right now. They're coming to the playoffs. The Rams, you mentioned, we're excited to have our team back here in L.A. and actually being productive. Uh, but it's been a, a long week for us waiting and seeing who's going to, who we're going to play up, uh, you know, who we're going to match up against. And, you know, I did a poll on Locked On Rams, and we basically asked who would you want to play. Dallas Cowboys won that poll by 46%. I think we had wow. over 200 votes. So, uh, you know, they got what they wanted. But now all of a sudden, as this game starts to come, you start to really, you know, see a team that's striding at the right time, becoming strong. The defense is looking great. They win a playoff game, um, you know, at home. The Eagles pull off the crazy upset that mm-hmm. sends you guys out here to L.A. But, you know, talk to us about just kind of where this team is at, you know, kind of coming into facing the Rams. And it doesn't seem like anyone in Dallas is flinching right now. No, I, I think uh, the the poll that you had may have a caveat at some point of be careful what you wish for right, because right. I, I, the, the Cowboys. I mean, despite you know, I think if you look at this whole situation from uh, you know a, a season wide ten thousand foot view, uh, it, you know the Cowboys probably are not the most impressive qualified qualified team in the playoffs still remaining. But if you're looking at the teams as they stand at the moment that they're going to be playing these games. And Dallas has basically lost one game since uh, about halfway through the season. Uh, they, they've they're I think they're eight and one or maybe nine and one now uh, since uh, they went three and five. Um, my math's terrible there, but they basically <laughs> lost one game uh, that, that 23 to nothing 
uh, <laughs> bombing by the Colts. But outside of that, they've been uh, steadily improving. And, and I think the area where uh, the, the greatest improvement has happened is on the offense. This offense has really uh, has been an issue for most of the early part of the season. The uh, offensive line uh, struggled with losing St- Travis, Travis Frederick and adjusting to that and then losing Zach Martin for a little while and Tyron Smith at different points. Uh, and, and I think when the offensive line went from being the strength and the engine of this team to – the kind of dragging dead leg of the offense, uh, it threw this whole team for a loop. But at, throughout that, uh, no matter what, the defense has been uh, a revelation. And, and really, this is kind of the uh, culmination of years and years of collecting talent that uh, on the defensive side that had not panned out, whether because of suspension or because of t- tragic injuries right. that they had to heal from or uh, whatever it is. Uh, suddenly you get two key second round picks who basically had not been able to play for you at their full capacity uh, in, in Randy Gregory and, and Jalen Smith. Uh, and th- suddenly they're back in the fold and they're playing like their, their draft stock warrants. Uh, and this defense goes from being a you know top 10 defense to, uh, I, I don't know where they are statistically, but uh, I would say that they're probably a top three defense at this point. I mean, especially if you look at their performance against, top offenses they're one of the best defenses in the league when they face uh, uh top five offenses so and i think all you have to do is point to the saints game but uh you know it the the good part for the cowboys is that uh the uh, the offense is kind of coming together dak prescott has grown up a lot in a lot of different ways uh and so uh it's going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, the, the Rams are, you know, one of the class of the NFL and, and, and one of the most talented teams in the football and maybe has the best young coach in all of football. Uh, so it's definitely, I don't think any Cowboys fan is going in with the idea that, you know, this is going to be a, a cakewalk or right. this is going to be that, that they should, you know, be expecting to win this game. Uh, but at the same time, I think the way that the Cowboys have played the last few weeks uh, and the way they won that game on Saturday, I, I don't think the Cowboys are afraid of anybody. So speaking of that game on Saturday, and you kind of talked about how the team is coming together, kind of fought through some injuries earlier in the season. They had some injuries on Saturday, you know, obviously some bigger than the others. But uh, talk to me about maybe kind of a quick update because I'm not sure what where everyone is at as far as injuries on the team and how they're coming in health-wise out here to L.A. Uh, it seems like mostly – I mean they went into last week about as healthy as they've been all, all year. Um, and the only person who wasn't practicing for them that was on their 53-man roster was uh, uh, David Irving who is basically uh, – should not be counted on playing another down for right. the Cowboys it feels like. So uh, outside of that, you know, they, they came into the game pretty healthy. I mean they definitely banged up and some Knicks, which kind of reared their heads in the game, specifically uh, Beasley, who has been dealing with an ankle and now I think has developed into a, a, a high ankle sprain. Uh, but all indications are that he's going to play. Uh, I mean, he actually ended up finishing the game and, and, and going back into the game after, you know, kind of getting that injury uh, and still catching some passes, making some plays, returning a couple punts. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, the, there is high uh, hopes that he'll be ready. Uh, Tavon Austin, uh, who I'm sure you, you've heard of before, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, who has basically, you know, has not been, and, and I'm sure this is, might be a familiar refrain for you, uh, has not been uh, in the lineup throughout, I mean, you know, he's been in the lineup here and there. 
but when he's been in, he's he's done stuff. I mean, he's he's made he made a big play last Saturday, uh, and he's 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 actually performed pretty well on a on a per touch basis when he's been healthy. It sounds like he uh, there was some concerns with him. Um, after the game uh, Saturday, but it sounds like he should be good to go as well. Uh, and then the only other person that I've heard about is Blake Jarwin, who's the tight end who actually had the great season finale um, ser- <laughs> uh, with the three touchdowns in- versus the Giants. Uh, he uh, sounds like he has a little bit of an ankle, but he should be good to go as well. So mostly this Cowboys team, um, the only other person that they're worried about is a guy, Xavier Suofilo, who is uh, – kind of been rotating in as left guard with Connor Williams. They've kind of thrown the job back and forth depending on who's healthiest. So uh, that's those are the only other people. I, I kind of feel like all of those guys have the potential to play, though. Yeah, it sounds like that's going to be the case. And it's playoff football. Everyone's banked up. Obviously, we've had a chance to sit Todd Gurley, uh, LaMarcus Joyner in the secondary the last couple games. They're expected to come back and hopefully uh, produce. It's funny bringing up Tavon Austin because that ring, <laughs> that name does ring a bell out here and definitely not not the greatest ring of the bell. Uh, you know, there yeah. were some high moments early on in his career where I think people were giving him the benefit of the doubt. He made some big plays. So when you make big plays, they're exciting to watch. Uh, but the offense with Jeff Fisher and the way they used him just kind of, he just lost the role. And you thought, okay, McVay's going to come in. This guy, offense a genius. He'll find a way. And when McVay couldn't really get him going, uh, and then he started dropping punts, you know, I think it was in his own head at that point. He lost confidence. Good to see him get on with the team. He had, you're right, that big play. He had another uh, return that was, you know, to the house that was taken back. But uh, that must have been really familiar for you yes, guys because yes. it feels like that happened all the time when he was with the Rams. Exactly, exactly. And so, uh, you know, I think everyone's excited to see him come back. I think he'll get a warm welcome in a sense. I don't think this is a, you know, boo a guy scenario. He didn't no. leave here. It was kind of, you know, we ended up trading him uh, on draft day. But, you know, I think uh, everyone wants to see the best for him, but not on Saturday. We don't want to see a big <laughs> Tavon Austin play because the number one thing is going to be like, where the heck was that when we had you? Or, you know, no flags or whatever would be but um you know so hopefully everyone's healthy it sounds like it's going to be a good matchup on saturday what we're going to do is we're going to take a break we're going to get a couple words from our sponsors we'll be right back we're going to pick up on the other side talk some ramps offense defense more wednesday's crossover brad and landon right after this you know ever since i started this podcast people have been asking me for my advice usually it's what team to bet on this week the truth is i don't always know who's going to win but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. You win, and they pay. It's that simple. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, we are back. Second segment. We're breaking it down. We just kind of went over the injury report of both teams. It sounds like everyone's going to be good to go. Uh, Rams, obviously, with that extra bye week to get healthy, which was really important. And I think one of the big questions for a lot of people, and even you know the Dallas defense right now that's playing really hot, is what are they going to get in Todd Gurley? It's a great question. We're not sure ourselves. We've been debating it back and forth, You know, thinking, okay, he's going to come out strong. He's going to come out healthy. Uh, last year in the playoffs, we kind of did the similar thing. We rested our starters week 17. More on choice with that, not so much as banged up with Todd Gurley this year. But uh, we came out a little flat, and I think everyone's a little nervous kind of looking back to last year's game. The one thing Sean McVay tends to do in some of these big games is get a little pass heavy, kind of forgets the run. You guys just saw the Seahawks, who are you know number one in rushing in the NFL. The Seahawks only rushed the ball 24 attempts. They seem to have a conservative game plan but they went away from the run because it wasn't working. I understand that at some point you got to start to look elsewhere and do something else, but I'm really nervous with this matchup if Sean McVay can keep to pound the rock. Obviously, we just picked up C.J. Anderson the last two weeks has shown Rams fans that we can run the ball if we stick with <laughs> it. He's had two 200-yard rushing games, obviously against the Cardinals and the Niners, so nothing really braggable in that sense. But at the, at the same time, I think it was able to prove to our offensive line that they are still tough guys and they can really move that line. So I think that's going to be one ex- exciting matchup to watch. And it's kind of to kind of pitch this over to you on the defense side of the ball. Uh, what can the, you know, the Cowboys do kind of pulling from their past experience? Obviously, they've played some really good running backs, dual threat running backs coming out of the backfield. Uh, so what, what does the Dallas D need to do really to kind of control Todd Gurley and make sure that he is not a factor in this game? Uh, you know, I, I was talking to a couple of different people about this earlier, and, and, I, and I think it's got to be a combination of things. I mean, Todd Gurley is the kind of player that, you know, I, I don't think one person can you know eliminate from a game plan i mean the good news for the cowboys is that they do have two very young super athletic linebackers who at least from that point can maybe help corral some of the uh the short stuff can help you know fill in and and stop uh, Gurley from getting going too hard. I mean, I mean, look, Gurley is an MVP candidate. It's all about limiting as much as you can opportunity, and and I think that's that's what this Cowboys whole team is about. It's you know, it's a they want to, they want to make teams play their game. They want to they want to take possessions away from offenses like like the Rams. Uh, they want to limit turnovers on their on their offense so they don't provide any extra uh, possessions for the Rams, and then. Um, uh, you know, I, I think beyond that, they want to get off the field uh, and limit big plays. And, and so I think you'll see a combination of, you know, potentially putting cornerbacks on Gurley in passing situations uh, man to man. They've done that before against the Saints, uh, you know, really just focusing on maybe playing more base defense uh, uh, and, and, and playing zone and, and trying to you know, for, confirm that uh, that Gurley doesn't beat you that way. Um, I, you know, I think with 
with playing Sean McVay um, and, and, and the, you know, everything he's going to throw at you to me, I, I would, I would imagine that they're going to counter all of this by continuing to play things very simple. I, I, I allowing their defenders to run, uh, free to the ball and not have to overthink things. You know, McVeigh is going to do what he's, he's going to come up with incredible design. He's going to find ways to get his players in position to make plays. The key for the Cowboys is don't let anything get behind you. Um, and, then don't don't miss tackles. You know, I right. think for the Cowboys, they've got to make sure that they're limiting these opportunities and, and not letting Woods break a tackle on a, on a screen and, you know, go 50 yards, not let, uh, 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 you know, uh, Gurley out in the flat and, and a dump off pass turn into a 25 yard run or let Cooks get behind the defense. They just need to make, I think the Cowboys can manage to keep everything in front of them and then find a way to make Goff throw the ball either by getting ahead or uh you know shutting down the run so that they're not comfortable enough uh, i think for me personally just watching the rams uh, i am much more afraid of the rams when they have the ability and the inclination to run and pass the ball when both of those options are on the table this offense is terrifying uh but i think if the cowboys can find a way to limit Gurley to discourage the run through uh, the solid tackling and through you know good defensive line play Goff sitting back and throwing the ball uh that's where I think the Cowboys will have an advantage against uh, the Rams offensive line there but, but only if they can find a way to make it about passing because if it's a two way if, if the Rams are able to, to to run the ball and and pass the ball in equal portions and and McVay's got the whole playbook open to him uh that's where I feel like this off their y'all's offensive line really shines and specifically with Whitworth and Havenstein you know they they can just really start to lean on guys wear them down uh and we have some talented defensive linemen we've got uh, one of the best defensive players in football playing defense it's been for us uh but i think you know he he's a two-way player so he's gonna play hard on the on the run and the pass if he's having to run around doing both the whole time that's uh, that much less focus that he has trying to get to the quarterback and that's probably to the benefit of the rams offense yeah it's funny because as you're breaking that down i feel like both teams have a similar game plan because looking at the players on the team is you know looking at zeke and todd together they combine for almost you know, 2,600 yards on the ground, 30 touchdowns combined. Uh, they're, they're both offensive monsters, and especially both of our offenses seem to run really smooth when we start to really pick up that running game. So I, I almost, as you're saying, the game plan to stop Todd Gurley mm-hmm. and how to really stop the Rams, I'm going, that's the same thing because I would like to see Dak go out there and prove it and make those throws and have to do it without a run game, right? And, and you said at the very beginning, you're not going to stop Todd Gurley and you're not going to stop Zeke. It's really kind of that uh, you're not going to stop me I ho- just trying to hope to contain them and get yeah. them under 100 yards, under 80 yards. Anything you keep going, it's like fantasy football. You get a bonus every time you get lower on that ranking because you know that is the heartbeat to both those offenses. And if you walk away from this game and you say, man, Jared Goff beat us with three touchdowns and 350 yards and, man, you know, we shut Todd Gurley down, you know, you'd probably prefer to lose that way instead of going, well, I knew if, you know, Todd Gurley went off, we would not have a chance because they could work the play action yep. and things like that. So same thing as looking at this and looking across the board and seeing Zeke. And, and I know Dak has made some great throws and, you know, really in the last couple of weeks has shown kind of that playoff style of football where he's going to take it on his own and make the big play. 
you know, the third down run against the Seahawks, a couple big scrambles to keep things alive. And he's really seems almost, he kind of seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder. Like no one believes in me. So I'm going to prove it and make them a fan of me. Uh, and, and that's, I, I kind of would go to the point that you said with Goff is saying, okay, well, I'm going to give you that chance again. I'm going to, you know, stack the box. I'm going to try to shut down this run and I'm going to make you really work with Amari Cooper because we talked about it earlier, a little banged up in the wide receiver position. And obviously Cole Beasley made some huge plays with the ankle that he had. Expect him to play, but, you know, looking past Amari Cooper, obviously it's Zeke Elliott is almost the number two option there coming out of the backfield. Uh, as far as wide receiver depth, how nervous are you with that? The Rams did, you know, we talk about the Rams and their offenses or their defense as far as rush defense. The Rams gave up 31 passing touchdowns this year. That's seventh highest in the league. Uh, but outside of Mari Cooper, who on that offense can really, you know, be productive as far as points go? Michael Gallup can, is, is a guy who's starting to show up a lot more and more. Uh, he got a touchdown last week. Um, and the, the issue with Gallup has been uh, efficiency and targeting. You, you know, he, he's had... I mean, he's a rookie, so in a third, you know, lower, not a first or second round pick. So he's he's still learning the position very, very much at this level. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, he is definitely a guy who can get behind defenses, can make plays down the field. Um, and, and is going to be a guy that, you know, the Rams are going to need to at least keep tabs on. Um, outside of Cooper and, and Gallup, you, you, like you mentioned, Beasley. Beasley is definitely the the third down machine guy. I mean, he's going to be, uh, you know, he's known as a slot guy, but he, you know, we've definitely seen uh, formations that, where he's been on the outside. They put Gallup in the slot and and, and different guys in different spots. Um, you'll see a ton of Blake, Blake Jarwin who, is a tight end, but uh, plays kind of more like a big wide receiver. Uh, and he, he can be uh, a, a, a guy who can move the chains on, on, on key downs. Um, and like you mentioned, Zeke is, is, is a, is a pass catcher. I mean, Zeke, uh, you don't see them deploy Zeke as a receiver uh, as much as some of the ways you see Gurley get deployed. Right. Uh, but I think in, in some of the ways, the, the creative usage of, uh, of screens of, of dump offs. I mean, having a guy like Gurley and Zeke to dump the ball off when there's no other options is pretty nice. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like you, you, you get to throw it to this guy who's at the two yards past the line of scrimmage. And suddenly he turns the, that two yards into five yards. And, and it's like, you just had a five yard run. So uh, I think, it's it's you know you I, you're totally right. I mean I, I and I've been thinking this as well. I don't know that the overall ten thousand foot view game plans of these two teams are going to be too different. Uh, and I think that they want to spread the ball around when passing. They want to have balanced pass and run ratios, or at least they want to you know allow the run game to be a part of the offense throughout the game uh, as much as possible. Uh, and I think. The difference is is that I, for me, the path to victory, the obvious path to victory for the Rams is to score, 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 and score, and yeah. score. Yep. And and for the Cowboys, they they basically want to hold you for three. They're like the the boxer who wants to keep close to your body 
for the for round after round after round, and then finally when you're tired, when the, the fourth quarter comes, that's when they start punching. Because if you go watch the Cowboys games this season, uh, first and second, first and second quarter, uh, usually the teams are are limited on scoring points. The Cowboys don't take huge risk on offense. Uh, you know they they usually don't have a uh, huge point totals depending on who they're playing. Uh, third quarter is usually when the opponents the the other team usually gets some big scoring. They'll score a couple touchdowns. And then fourth quarter is when the defense reshuts things down. Dak activates, uh, you know, clutch Dak, which is a completely different person apparently. Uh, yeah. And and suddenly, you know, is just marching them down the field and scoring touchdowns, which through whichever means necessary. So that's how the Cowboys want to win the game. Um, I think that's the only difference. I mean, I think how they want to win the game is very similar. How the game will actually play out in their heads could be very different. It's very true. Very true. Great stuff. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside. We're going to take our last commercial break, get some words from some sponsors. Back on the other side, predictions. We'll wrap this thing up. And before you know it, we'll be playing in the Coliseum. We've got Landon from Lockdown Cowboys. I'm Bear from Lockdown Mott. I'm Bear from Lockdown Rams. We'll be right back after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, guys, third and final segment, Crossover Wednesday, Playoff Edition. This is so exciting. Getting down to the nitty-gritty here. You guys have already won a playoff game. The Rams searching for their first playoff game back in L.A. as far as a victory goes. Uh, We've talked this whole podcast. We talked Dak. We talked Goff. We talked both the running backs. And so I I saved the best for last. I let you think it may not come the whole podcast, but (laughs) we've got to talk about the man, the myth, the legend on the defense side of the ball for us, and that's Aaron Donald. Uh, He's going to have a pretty favorable matchup this week, or at least as it looks right now. He's going to get a lot lined up against Connor Williams, the rookie. Uh, Held his own a little bit last week, but, you know, talk to me about – Aaron Donald and how to really contain him. It sounds like, you know, the game plan for most teams is throw two, three people at him if need be, uh, but it opens things up. How can Connor kind of prepare for this matchup and what maybe is in his favor in this matchup and what is he really screwed on this matchup? Well, I mean, you know, I was telling somebody Aaron Donald is not like the best defender in the NFL. Like Aaron Donald is like a generational defender. Right. <laughs> like, right. I mean, you don't you don't see defensive tackles who get 20 sacks in a season like that's totally ridiculous and absurd. And and I have been a huge Aaron. I mean, uh, I, I when Aaron Donald came out, like I was one of the first people that I know that wanted to get take him in the top 10. Like I, 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 I love Aaron Donald. I've loved him since college. Uh, and, and so I, I, you're not going to hear any negative talk about him <laughs> from me because I, 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 he's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, I, I, you know, for the Cowboys, I, I think they can't get too caught up in it. I, I think that's the, the thing is, is that it, you know, there's there's so many different ways that that great defensive players can disrupt game plans, right? And and it's you know obviously through their play that that's the the most obvious way they creating a sack, a turnover, a fumble, whatever. Um, 
The other way is is that their effect pregame on the offensive coordinators that they face, uh, having to kind of rework their whole system in order to avoid those players, right? And you think about, I mean, Deion Sanders back in the day, you know, shutting down a whole side of a field. You know, you know people like Lawrence Taylor that, you know, just basically you didn't run at him or you, <laughs> you knew they had to get the ball right. out because Lawrence Taylor was going to kill you. I mean, Aaron Donald's one of those guys. It's just like you, you could pick your poison. You could either plan exclusively for him and try to work your system that way or just run your system and know that you got to kind of try your best to stay away from him or that he's going to potentially ruin one or two drives by himself, which is totally possible. I think for the Cowboys, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll chip him. They'll double team him with him and Looney. I, I think where the Cowboys will probably feel comfy is that if they have to double team him, give him center help that the the rest of the offensive line should be able to handle the Rams offensive line one-on-one. Whereas I don't know that's, the common case for a lot of teams, you know, I, I think uh, the the matchups there are 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 good. I, you know, if you look at the matchups that the Cowboys double team Donald, the, the 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 matchup I worry about the most across the line is still Aaron Donald being double teamed right, by our offensive right. line. So, uh, you know, I, I think. Play action. You, you got to get him moving in uh, uh, false steps. You got to make him, you know go in the wrong direction and just to take some time off of his steps towards your quarterback. Uh, and then just, you have to know that you got to get the ball out quick. Uh, if you're going to run at him, you're going to need to trap him or, or find a way to get him up the field and then run past him. Uh, you know, it's, it's just like uh, planning for a Fletcher Cox game, except, you know, just as powerful, faster, and then harder to hit cause he's smaller. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's either one of those two things. Like I said, they either are going to have to reconfigure their whole game plan to work around him, or they're going to have to run their game plan as they do. Uh, and then just realize that he is going to be a problem uh, and, and try to figure out, try to see if your guys can make plays on their guys and just hope for the best. Yeah. I think the biggest problem for most teams and you kind of watch the film is that, you know, everyone's got a right game plan coming in and about the first half, you know, sometimes if he's not getting in there, the quarterback's doing a great job of remembering, I got to get the ball out. I got to get the ball out. You get it out under two and a half. You see some success with him, but as the game wears on, he's one of those players. And you talked about those generational players. He's one of those players that he doesn't really get tired throughout the game. He almost gets stronger. And so when your guys are kind of wearing down, in the fourth quarter he's almost kind of just heating up at that point and then the quarterback starts to look further down the field and then his his clock goes from two and a half to maybe three and then that's when you start to really see Aaron Donald make those game-changing plays so if Dallas can stick and be consistent through four quarters I think that is big key to really success I know it's so much easier said than done uh, but looking at the games where Aaron Donald was kind of I don't want to say eliminated but really kind of tamed in his production uh, you saw the quarterback continue to get the ball out in the fourth quarter early and then again you talked about you know moving around him with the play action he's he's also a guy that loves to stop the run so he's going to look to stop the run too so if you can really build that running game and get him to bite on play action it might give Dak that extra second but again 
I love what you said because I've heard it a couple times throughout the season. Even the double-team matchup against Aaron Donald, you look at the other matchups, that's still the matchup you're worried about because this guy is that type of player uh, on the defense side of the ball. And really kind of coming down to this thing as we talked about how close this game will be and you look at the previous games that we've played in recent years. Obviously, the game down in Dallas, it was a 35-30 to game. Uh, Dak Prescott had the ball uh, dumped down to Zeke and he was about a yard short on a fourth down. That thing mm-hmm. came down to the wire on that one and then you going back all the way to the the preseason game that was the introduction of football back to LA and that was here against the Cowboys we talk a little bit off air about this but that game in in general and that was a preseason game that thing was loud until the very end you know we saw the almost the coming out party of Dak Prescott uh, on our side, we thought Nelson Spruce was going to be the next big wide receiver. We thought he was the Cooper <laughs> Cup before yeah, Cooper yeah. Cup. I mean, we were all yelling Spruce and thought that uh-huh. thing was going to pick up. I mean, in that fourth quarter, he had a bunch of catches, and, and that game was awesome. I don't think this is going to be a uh, you know, big-time blowout. And actually, as we kind of talk about it, you know, we talk about my bookie a lot on this show. They've got it as a seven-point favorite right now for the Rams. Talk to me about that. Maybe kick in a prediction if you feel comfortable with it at this point. Uh, where do you see this game going, and how do you see that developing? I, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I view it like it, it's going to probably be one or two. Th- I, I, well, I'd rather rank the scenarios. I, I okay. think the, the, <laughs> the, I think the most likely scenario is that it's going to be a close game, um, and that it's close game. Cowboys win. Close game. Rams win. I think it's you know close games. Rams win. Probably my. Uh, you know, most likely scenario, close game Cowboys win uh, being just underneath that. Um, and then I think the third the third most likely option is is a Rams blowout, because I think if and not by blowout, I mean, you know, a, right. more the touchdown win, I would say, uh, you know, because I think that uh, the Rams you know, or certainly have that capability. And, and I will say this. I don't know, like if this team gets down you know, two or three, two touchdowns or more than two scores, it, it would be d- difficult, I think, for them to to come back, I, I think, against this the Rams team. So that wouldn't be surprised. But if they are able to keep this thing close uh, throughout the game, I really like the Cowboys' chances if, if they arrive in the fourth quarter within a touchdown or within, you know, four or five points on either side because they clearly have a an ability to win those tight games and that's where they feel the most comfortable. Dak seems like a different player at, at the in, in those kind of situations uh and the you know the Cowboys offense and defense both seem to really kind of step up when it gets close and when things get tight they feel very comfortable. Um so I I would say that it it's kind of any, the question really becomes, is the game going to be tight when it gets down to the fourth right. quarter? And if it is, it could easily be a coin flip. Um, but I also think that there is a lot of scenarios where the Rams come out hot, score often and early, and the Cowboys just don't have enough to, you know, make hay and get and catch up uh, against a Rams defense that uh, can just now sit back and, you know, pin their ears back, send Fowler and Donald and all these guys after him and all the cornerbacks can uh, just keep everything in front of them. I think that sort of game plan will is not a path to victory where the Cowboys have a lot of success. So uh, I think if if the Cowboys keep it close and they can manage to keep it close until the fourth quarter, I honestly think it could be a 50-50 game. But I also think that there's a high probability that 
they may not get the opportunity to, for it to be close when they get to the fourth quarter. Yeah, I like your ranking system and kind of scenarios, right? Either it is close and the Rams pull it out as kind of being number one. I think that's where I have it as well. I think I have it as a really tight game. If you look just over the Rams schedule and look at the games that we've played, we've had a couple blowout victories, but it's against the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Niners, teams that you're supposed to kind of blow out. You look at any of our other wins, they're really close. I mean, the the Chargers game was close throughout the whole game. The Vikings game that we won was close. The Broncos game that we won on the road was really close. Packers was another close game. So we love to kind of just uh, give our fans heart attacks, and it's been that way, that type of season, even if you're looking at that crazy game versus KC, the back-and-forth game. You know the Rams can put up points, so I think it's going to come to that. You kind of mentioned it. Can the Rams just go out there, play their offense, and then make the Cowboys play catch-up? Because our defense, we talk, I've talked about it all year, our defense isn't good, right? It's, not, it's, it's good enough to get to this point, but it's not going to, you know, they're not the Bears defense. We're not going to expect them to go win the game for us. We need them to just kind of hold tight, hold steady, kind of bend but don't break. I don't mind giving up a big play here and there, uh, but we got to kind of force you guys into field goals, not touchdowns. I think the turnover battle is going to be huge. Always in the playoff game, if you can come out ahead of that margin, even though looking to that Bears game, that really didn't prove to be justice either. But hopefully we don't see any doinks off the field goal post in this game. Um, But looking at the overall aspect of it, I think the Rams are going to win in a close one. But like you said, to kind of wrap that up, if this thing is close, three, four-point game in the fourth quarter, I think it does kind of get into a toss-up game. And and who can make that big play? It kind of opens the door for the Cowboys' path to victory if it's close in the fourth quarter. If the Rams can jump out right away and get ahead and make a lead, 14 points, something like that, and really just hold on from there, I think you're right. It could turn into a multiple-possession victory for the Rams. But I have it as a close victory for the Rams. Um, I'll go even to the point of saying – Let's go 33-28 Rams, and I'm not good at math either. Let's see if I covered this spread. I don't think I did. <laughs> no, I think that's no, a five. not quite. So not I quite. think what I would end up doing, and I don't know if this would break the hearts of Rams fans, but I think I'd take the spread as far as the Cowboys plus seven at this point because I think mm-hmm. this thing's going to be close, and I think that really would favor that the Rams seems, as far as the victory. That seems high to me, to be honest, just a seven. I mean, even the playing at home, I think, yeah, because I just feel like this is going to be – a close game like that that's very likely to me so yeah and looking we'll at, looking at the my bookie uh the chargers are plus four on the road uh kansas city is minus five at home and then the saints are minus seven and a half so other than the saints this is the largest margin uh that the the betters are giving i don't really agree with it either but uh you know those guys know what they're doing they know how to get us to throw some money down on the table so maybe they know something we don't uh but it's going to be a good game landon i thank you so much much for uh, joining us today and just chatting through this crossover guys don't forget to go give us a follow you can find me at la underscore rambling bear on twitter at lockdown rams landon where can everyone find you at uh, I'm at McCool BCB, and make sure you follow us on at Locked On Cowboys. And I also do another podcast. This is funny enough. Uh, that is a, a West Coast uh, based football pa- podcast called The Best Coast Boys. So uh, you, you can check us out there. We do uh, California talk as well because uh, uh, it's two California kids who happen to be Cowboys fans. So uh, check us out there as well. All right, Landon, we love it. And, hey, if uh, the Rams win, still some more content for your other podcasts. Give me a ring if you ever need anyone to come on and chat about some football. Thanks so much, and uh, best of luck other than Saturday. And uh, (laughs) we'll talk to you sometime throughout the offseason. Yeah, you as well, Bear.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 